Jesus Christ. Come on, that is Jesus. Give him a big hand clap. All right, every hand lifted. Every hand lifted. You're worthy, God. You're worthy of all the glory. You're worthy of all the honor. And you're worthy of all the praise. I'm so grateful for Jesus. I'm so thankful for Jesus. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy. You're worthy. Just for a few moments now, just give him praise with your own mouth. Say, God, you're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're holy. You're worthy. Where would I be without Jesus? I love my pastor, but he ain't my hero. Jesus is my hero. Come on. He's a water walker. He's the Prince of Peace. The Bible says he's the day spring, the bread of life, the lily of the valley. The Bible says he makes a way where there seems to be no way. He's my provider. He's my healer. He's my deliverer. He's my all in all. When I don't know where to go, he's the one that leads and guides me every step of the way. He's the lamppost at my feet. Come on. If Jesus is your hero, give him a shout of praise. I love my wife. This is what I wasn't going to preach, but Natalie ain't my hero. Jesus is my hero. Come on, somebody. I love me some Pastor Shalom, but he ain't my hero. Jesus is my hero. Come on. Tonight is a night. As we enter Passover tonight, this is a, just such an amazing season. It's a sacred season. It's a holy season. An explosion of miracles is going to happen tonight. I may believe that sick are going to be healed in the name of Jesus. God's going to do it what he specializes in. God's going to do what he does best. He's a miracle working God. Give him a shout of praise if you believe that. doing this I don't think you got the message yet I love Pastor Alba but she ain't my hero I love Pastor Rob but he ain't my hero I love Vanessa but she ain't my hero you know who my hero is you know who my hero is 
there's no one else that would have went to the cross for you. There's no one else. His blood, precious, holy, perfect, every hand lifted. Lord, as we enter into this sacred, holy season, first, we put you first, Jesus. You're worthy of all the glory. You're worthy of all the honor. And you're worthy of all the praise. And everyone give Jesus one more shout of praise. Come on. Man, can we give this worship team and choir? You haven't seen anything yet. Wait till Sunday. They're going to outdo themselves even more on Sunday. You haven't seen nothing yet. Come on, give them a big hand clap. I know. Now, before you're seated, everyone needs to invite somebody for Sunday. Someone that needs to hear the gospel. Someone that needs hope. Someone that needs the love of Jesus. We've been, uh, I thought it was so cool. I saw the Instagram post where we would tag people. Begin to tag people. Is that what it's called, tag people? That's not my specialty. Come on, somebody. But we got we to gotta invite people, use social media, use every form. You know, there's something called, you might remember this, it's called a phone. Call people. Come on, somebody. Call them. I'll even go one step further. I know no one does this anymore. Go to your neighbor's house and knock on the door. Woo! You know what happens? They may answer the door. Come on, somebody. If you knock, they may answer. And invite them to church. Amen? All right, come on. Let's give the worship team and the choir a big hand clap. Before you're seated, high five your neighbor say, it is finished. What a great weekend we have in store. I, I was just so blessed by our worship and our worship team tonight. How many were blessed by our worship team? I wasn't here this week, but I heard Pastor Natalie had an amazing word on Wednesday night. I was watching it from a hotel room. And literally, when she took the, the microphone and, and got up on the platform, next thing you know, I turn it off for just a few minutes, and I see the altars packed with people. And I said, what happened? And God just moved so powerfully. It was so amazing what God was doing. And I believe tonight, if you need a miracle, we serve a Jesus that is a miracle-working God. Can I get a loud amen? I have a title for tonight. Just three powerful words that Jesus said on the cross. It is finished. Tell your neighbor, say, it is finished. Tell your other neighbor, say, it is finished. 
John 19, verse 28 through 30 says this. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scriptures might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on hyssop, and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. I don't know about you, but I love Jesus. I am so in love with Jesus. I love him more today than I did yesterday. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, when I think of how good he's been to me and my family, when I think of everything Jesus has done, see, it's amazing all the things Jesus has done for us. He makes a way. He provides. He directs. He heals. He delivers. He is a miracle working God. He is so amazing that I can't even put it into words. When I begin to try to describe everything God has done for me, sometimes I can't put it all into words. He's allowed me to miss the mess so many times. He's protected me when I didn't even know I needed protection. He provided for me when I didn't even know I was going to need provision. See, this is going to a whole nother level. He healed me before I even needed healed. He did a miracle before I even needed the miracle. He made a way before the road even was built. Come on, somebody. He made a road where there was no road. He made a road where there shouldn't even be a road. That's how good he is. And as we look at the cross tonight, in his precious blood, we thank him. We give him thanks and praise and we worship him. That he went to the cross and he finished what he came here to earth to accomplish. He was perfect. He didn't mess up the job. He got the job done. He went to the cross for me, for you. You know, he lived a sinless life. Sinless. Sinless. He was perfect. He was all God and all man. His blood was precious. It wasn't like our blood. His blood had the power to redeem. His blood had the power to save our soul. His blood had the power to wash away our sins. If that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what does. If it wasn't for his blood, that precious blood. Mm. See, we can believe, most of us believe the blood can save us. The blood can redeem us. But the blood does so much more than that. The blood heals us. The blood delivers us. The blood protects us. The blood gives you a purpose. The blood blesses you. Oh, you may say, I don't understand. Let me tell you, if Jesus didn't shed his blood, you would not be blessed. I'm here to tell you, it's because he shed his blood that you are blessed today. Can I get a loud amen?
Hebrews 9 says this, verse 11. But Christ came as the high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For it for if the blood of bulls and goats in the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself with perf without spot to God cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God Whew. I love the blood of Jesus I love its blood. I preach the blood of Jesus wherever I go because there's nothing like it. There's never been anything like it, and there will never be anything like it. That blood is the only blood that could save you. That blood is the only blood that can redeem you. That blood is the only blood that can heal you. That blood is the only blood that can deliver you. It is the precious blood of Jesus. It's not the blood of goats, rams, bulls, and calves. It is the blood of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Jesus shed his blood on this cross so you could have eternal life. What I love about today is that blood defeated the enemy. Whew. That blood defeated our adversary. That blood defeated the devil. I love that the devil thought he won. See, the devil thought he had the victory. And the devil thought he won in your life. The devil thought he had victory over your life. But how many know, Jesus entered the doorway of your heart and everything changed. Defeat turned into victory. Hopelessness turned into hope. Lack turned into provision. Desperation and depression turned into joy. What God can do in a moment, it can't be described in just mere words because when God enters the doorway of your heart, everything changes. And when he puts that blood, as we celebrate Passover tonight, the last plague before the children of Israel were delivered out of Egypt, and they put the blood on the doorpost so the angel of death would pass over. I mean, that's what Jesus does to our heart. I'm covered in his blood. I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. Because Jesus shed his blood here, it covers me. So that when death comes and we all die, but I'm going to live forever in paradise with my Jesus. Not because, mm, let me break this down. Not because I'm a good person, which I think I am, but it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Not because I'm a good person, because there's a lot of good people that will end up in hell. That's the truth. There's good people. The Bible says it's a narrow road. The other road's a wide road. 
know the difference between a narrow road and a wide road? A lot of people can fit on a wide road. Not too many people can fit on a narrow road. And you kind of got to leave some stuff behind to go on the narrow road. You can take a lot of things with you on the wide road. This was not in my notes, but I'm going somewhere. The wide road, you can have company. Your boys, come on, somebody. Your girls, come on. Your clubbing partners, come on, somebody. The wide road, you can take a lot of people with you. Mm-mm-mm. We're having fun on the wide road. It's all about us on the wide road. I'm enjoying my flesh on the wide road. I'm enjoying doing my thing. I love doing the hanky-panky and turning myself around. You can do that on the wide road. You can do the hokey-pokey. You can do the hanky-panky. You can do the this and you can do the that on the wide road. It's a little harder to do that on the narrow road. The wide road, oh man, we're, we're getting down. Come on, somebody. But what the enemy doesn't tell you when he lies to you, that road, the Bible says, leads to destruction. There's one road, the narrow road, that leads to life. And there's only one way to heaven. I wish I could tell you there was a million ways to heaven, but there's only one way to heaven. That is through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And if you believe that here tonight, give him a shout of praise. Somebody's got to get off the wide road tonight. That, that road ain't, that's leading you to destruction. You got to get on the narrow road. The narrow road don't look like fun. Oh, it's, it's incredible. What? Why doesn't so many people choose the narrow road? Because it's always easier to take the easy way out. It's easy to choose the easy road. It's easy to give up. It takes a lot to fight. It takes a lot to fight the good fight of faith. It takes a lot to stand your ground when everything's going against you. It's not easy going against the grain. Everybody wants to go with the grain. That's why I'm grateful for this church. And I'm grateful for people here tonight. You shouldn't even be here, but you're standing. You're fighting. You chose to go down the narrow road, not the easy road. But I'm telling you, the narrow road is blessed. The narrow road has life. The narrow road changes everything. The narrow road leads to eternity where you will spend eternity with Jesus. You can take the wide road. I've been down it. The crazy thing is you can only be on one of the roads at the same time. You can't be on both. It's not the way it works. You're either on the narrow road or you're on the wide road. I choose the narrow road. It's harder. It doesn't matter. It's blessed. Some of the best things, some of the most blessed things I've ever done are the hardest things I've ever done. We live in a world full of convenience. Give me the easy. Man, I'm grateful that Jesus didn't say, give me the easy route. 
Because that is not the easy route. That, this is the narrow road. Pick up your cross and follow me. This is the road. At any moment, Jesus could have called an army of angels. But the Bible said it was the joy set before him that he endured the cross. He could see through Friday. He could see through the cross. And he could see the resurrection on the other side. I don't know about you. Even though I'm on the narrow road here on earth. And everybody's having their fun. At least it looks like on the wide road. I can see something on the other side of the narrow road. I can see something that other people might not see. I can see something that's promised to me and my family. I can see something that's different than the wide road. See, the wide road, I see where it goes. I've tasted where it goes. I've smelled where it goes. It leads one place and one place only. It is a path to destruction. But there is another road that's not so easily traveled. It is the narrow road. If you choose that road, it will lead to a place where you'll be with him for eternity. This has nothing to do with my notes. I don't even know where I'm at. Come on. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. Every hand lifted right now. I'm grateful. Let's just give him thanks for a moment. You're worthy, Jesus. I'm grateful, Jesus. Grateful for the cross grateful for your blood the blood that was shed for me cross of Calvary you were pierced you were bruised Jesus we're grateful amen I just want to preach a very simple message it is finished Jesus did it. We got victory in Jesus. The work has been completed. The job has been done. Jesus did it all, and he did it perfect. But I want to tell you what we can exchange at the cross through his blood, through the blood of Jesus. Say the blood of Jesus. Say the blood of Jesus. We can exchange our sinfulness for his righteousness. Let me say it again. Our sinfulness for his righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he has made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I'm grateful that I can take my sinful nature because of his blood and exchange it for his righteousness not because of what i've done not because of my good works but because of the precious blood of jesus i'm coming to the cross tonight 
I'm kneeling at the cross and I'm saying, Jesus, take my sinful nature and give me your righteousness. Lord, I'm dropping off my sinfulness and I'm taking on your righteousness. He makes us righteous by his blood, the blood of Jesus. This is what I love. Our shame for his glory. I'm leaving my shame here at the cross. Anybody got any shame in the house? Anybody made a few mistakes? Anybody dropped the ball once or twice? Maybe three times, maybe four times, maybe a hundred times? I'm here to tell you, you're in good company. We are all dropped the ball. We've all messed up and we've all had the devil put shame on us. And I'm here to tell you, I'm dropping the shame off tonight. I'm leaving the shame at the cross. Let me do it with a little authority. I'm leaving the shame. And I'm not picking it back up. I'm going to walk in the glory of God. I'm going to walk in the glory of God. I'm leaving the shame behind, not because of what I can do, but because of what he already did on the cross of Calvary, what his blood had done. Woo! I'm leaving the shame. Oh, you don't understand, Pastor Brian. I had an abortion when I was younger, and I've not gotten over it. I'm here to tell you, leave it at the cross right now. Jesus can heal you, and he will give you double for your trouble. Leave the shame. Leave the shame. Oh, well, I messed up. You don't understand how bad I messed up. And I'm so ashamed. I'm here to tell you, leave it. Don't pick it back up. I'm putting on his glory. I'm robed in his glory. When God sees me, he sees the blood of Jesus. He doesn't see Brian's sinful nature. He doesn't see Brian's sin because I'm applying the blood of Jesus all over me. Come on. So you got to apply the blood. Mm-mm-mm. Third neighbor, so you got to apply it. Slap your neighbor, say, apply the blood. You know, you can work at a soap factory and still be dirty. You can work at head and shoulders and still be dirty. You can work, give me a soap name, Dial. You can work at Dial's plant and be the dirtiest human being ever. Because just because you're next to the soap doesn't mean the soap has any power. It's when you take the soap and you apply the soap that you become clean. It's one thing to know Jesus shed his blood. It's one thing to know he died on the cross for my sin, for your sin. But it's another thing when you take the blood and say, I'm applying it on my life. I'm putting the blood of Jesus all over me. I plead the blood over my house, my family. I'm taking it. 
and I'm applying it. There's a lot of there's a lot of dirty Christians. You're living in the mm, you come every Sunday and come every Wednesday. And you look at the cross, you talk about the cross, you talk about the blood, but you never take it and apply it to your life. I don't want to be a dirty Christian. Man, I'm, I'm covering myself in the blood. That'd be so sad to work at a soap plant and be the dirtiest person in the soap plant. It would just be like being a Christian, coming to church every week and never applying the blood of Jesus. See, it's easy to believe that Jesus, most Christians can believe that Jesus' blood and what he did on the cross can save our soul. But that's where it ends. They don't believe the blood. See, they can have faith to believe the blood for eternity but they don't have faith to believe in the blood in the here and now. We can believe in the blood for eternity, but where we get weak is, does the blood work here and now? Now, let me tell you, it is the precious blood. It works in eternity, and it works here and now. Let me say it again with my preaching voice. It works in eternity, and it works in the here and now. The blood works in eternity, and the blood works here and now. The blood works for my deliverance. The blood works for my protection. The blood works for my healing. The blood works for my blessing. So you ain't understanding what I'm saying. If he didn't die, the, the blood has no power. It's the blood that was a sacrifice, the Passover lamb. If he didn't do his job right, then it wouldn't have power. But he did his job perfect because he said, it is finished. So the blood works for eternity and it works here and now. Man, I, that blood can heal. That blood can deliver. The blood, even during Passover, when they put the blood of the lamb on the house, it had the power to save, protect, deliver. If that blood could do that, and that wasn't even the blood of Jesus. Whew. We underestimate what the blood of Jesus can do. We can't fully comprehend sometimes what the blood of Jesus does. Whew. His blood, precious. Tell your neighbor, say it's precious. We can exchange our curse for his blessing. Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. We can exchange all those curses, all those things, and what God does, he takes it. 
and he hands us back his blessing. I have met so many wonderful believers. They tell me their story, how God turned everything around. I've met so many that were under such demonic possession, oppression, so many different things. But they came to the foot of that cross and they said, Jesus, I need you more now than ever. I can't live this way. Jesus, I can't go on another moment without you. I need you. I believe what you did on the cross. I believe in your precious blood and something happens. He takes the curse and he says, let me just bless your life. I'm here to tell you, I'm blessed. I had, my life was messed up before Jesus, but I got to the cross. We need to get back to the cross. Let me preach this a little bit. This is a symbol of our faith, the cross. And so much of the world doesn't want you to talk about the cross. They don't want you to talk about what happened on Good Friday. Most Christians don't even want to hear about how bloody it was. But the Bible says in Hebrews 9.22, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. It's the blood. I love this about Jesus. He takes what the enemy meant for evil. He takes the curse of the law, what the enemy meant for evil. Don't want that to fall. Sometimes I don't know my own strength. Come on, somebody. We're working out. Sometimes you got to be careful. Come on, somebody. Can I get... Somebody laugh. What was up with that? Come on. You can't, uh, that was the serious part. Come on. Uh, Pastor Lump, can you tell I've been working out? Uh, everybody's confident here about that. Come on, somebody. I'll do 20 push-ups right now. I didn't say 20, I said two. (laughs) One. All right. God takes it, turns it around. Doesn't he? How many are grateful and thankful for that? He takes our poverty for his abundance. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich... Yet for your sakes he became poor, that through his poverty might become rich. It's not just talking about money. How many know we were poor in joy before Jesus? We were poor in peace before Jesus. We had a lot of lack. I I knew some of you before Jesus. You lacked joy. Come on, somebody. You had the worst face I ever saw before Jesus. Then you came to know Jesus, and your countenance just changed. Come on, tell the truth. Shame the devil. I'm here to tell you, if you're a Christian, you should have joy. You shouldn't look miserable. You shouldn't look like you just sucked on a lemon. 
you should look like you got some joy. You shouldn't be miserable. You should be full of life, full of life, full of life, full of the joy of the Lord. He takes those areas we lack and he gives us to them in abundance. Man, wherever I go, I got the joy of the Lord. I don't care what's going on in my life. If I'm on the mountaintop or if I'm in the valley, I got the joy of Jesus and that joy, it's unspeakable. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. I'm here to tell you today, God can take what you're lacking and give you it in abundance. God can take what you are lacking and give it to you in abundance if you'll leave it at the cross. But if you want to take it with you, it's hard to take it down that narrow road. Come on. Things got to change. When you get to the cross, things change. I know when I'm around a believer. Come on, somebody. Mm. They start talking good. Man, you ever get around Pastor Natalie? She's just full of joy. She oozes joy. I'll tell you how much joy this woman has. She'll get mad at me, but I'm going to say it. She wakes up in the morning with joy. I mean, starts singing, starts jumping, starts dancing. I ain't kidding you. She has so much joy in the morning. It is the joy of the Lord. It takes me a few seconds for my joy to kick in. <laughs> but once it kicks in, I got it. Come on, somebody. I start watching her. I'm like, oh, got to kick this in now. Come on, somebody. Smith Wigglesworth would dance 15 minutes every morning. He saw 21 people raised from the dead. Maybe you should try it. If you haven't seen anybody raised from the dead, you got nothing to say. Come on, somebody. He saw 21 people raised from the dead. He started his day dancing unto the Lord. Hmm. Amen. He takes our rejection for his acceptance. Ephesians 2.13, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. We're all rejected. But how many know Jesus brought us into his family? How many are grateful that you belong to the family of God? Come on, give him a big shout of praise if you're excited and blessed. Man, I'm blessed that he brought me into the family. There is nothing worse than feeling rejected. That's why we always must be a church that loves people, welcomes people. Now, we're going to challenge them. We're going to tell them the truth, but we welcome everybody. Come on, somebody. But we'll preach the truth. You might not always like me. Come on, somebody. Because I might be right down on Front Street telling you what, how you need to live. Ooh, come on. Everybody, man, first couple times people come to church, Pastor Brian, I just love your preaching. I love you. You're just terrific. You're wonderful. Then I preach a message that's a little challenging. Pastor Brian, I don't like you so much anymore. Why would you say that? Hey, it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit convicting you. I'm just the mailman. Come on, somebody. I just deliver the mail. I deliver it on Wednesday and Sunday, and if you don't like the package, that's not my fault. I'm not the sender. I'm just the deliverer. Come on, somebody. 
you get around Pastor Alba, she got some joy. Come on. Pastor Alba, you got joy? Come on. Pastor Rob, you got joy? Pastor, Pastor Rob will dance right across this stage. You haven't even seen nothing yet. I think Pastor Alba will outdance Pastor Rob across this stage. And then they'll do some push-ups as well. Come on, somebody. He takes our death for his life. Hebrews 2.14. And as much then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. I am no longer subject to bondage. I am no longer fearful of death. I'm just passing through this world. And I'm going to spend eternity because of what Jesus did with him. Because of his blood. Because of what he did on the cross. Death no longer has a hold over my life. Death no longer has a hold over a believer's life. You don't have to be afraid to die. You don't have to be afraid of death. Death has lost its sting. Death has lost its power. I've met so many people that are so afraid to die. In my life, I've seen so many people fearful of death. They will do so many different things not to experience death. They will try so many different things to not experience death. As a believer, my life is not my own. My life belongs to Jesus. Jesus created me, and Jesus will take me home when it is my time. And while I'm here on earth, I'm on assignment for Jesus. Death does not scare me. Death does not torture me. Death does not even keep me up. I don't lose one moment of sleep over death. Because my Jesus, when he hung on this cross, when he shed his blood, when they put the crown of thorns on him and they pierced his son, he conquered death. The blood of Jesus conquered death. We have victory and power in the blood of Jesus. I want everyone to stand to your feet. Power. Power. Wonder-working power. In the precious blood of the Lamb. Power. the blood before we take communion every head bowed every eye closed if you need to make an exchange tonight 
you need to turn in. If you need to make an exchange here at the cross and say, I was going down that wide road, but I'm going to get on that narrow road. I'm going to exchange my death for his life. I'm going to exchange my sin. That sin that so easily entangles us. That sin. The Bible says the wages of sin lead to death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Jesus. Right now, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you need to change your sin for his righteousness. count to three if you need to surrender to Jesus for the first time or rededicate your life to Jesus we're going to make an exchange here tonight an exchange at the cross your sinful nature for his righteousness your death for his for his life the life and life abundantly you can have through him certainty and assurance that you will spend eternity in heaven with Jesus when I count to three if you need to give your life to Jesus for the first time rededicate it, lift your hand high one, I just declare the Holy Spirit's moving in this place two I break every lie and bondage of the devil over your life. This is a holy and sacred moment. Right now, if you need to surrender your life to Jesus, a conversion, a 180, an exchange where you're never picking it back up. My life of sin, I'm leaving at the cross. And I'm picking up the life of Jesus. I'm leaving this life of sin and bondage and I'm picking up the life of Jesus. That life that's full of glory. The life that is full of his presence. If you need to do that here tonight. Three, lift your hand high. So that's me. I need to do that. I see hands going up. Just repeat after me. Say, Jesus, Forgive me of my sins. I'm making an exchange tonight. I'm leaving my sin here at the cross. And I'm picking up your righteousness. I'm applying the blood of Jesus over my life. I love you, Jesus. I believe you died for my sins. 
believe you rose three days later with all power and authority. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's give all those wonderful people a big hand clap. All right. I want the worship team to come back. And I want everyone to get ready to partake in communion. Would you take out the bread, the wafer? And as you take the bread, tonight we call this a healing service. We're going to pray for people at the end of the service. I also believe that when we take communion, people are going to be healed. I believe people are going to be healed. As I was praying today, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. People are going to be healed physically. But God was also going to heal people emotionally. God was going to heal broken hearts. And God was going to fix natural hearts. God was going to mend wounds that were physical wounds, but also mend spiritual and emotional wounds. God was going to do miracle after miracle. He was going to heal things that people spoke over you years ago. He was going to begin to heal your mind. And so as you take the bread, let's just lift up and begin to give it thanks. It represents the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we thankful and we're grateful for Jesus that he was beaten and bruised, the Bible said, for our iniquities. That he went to the cross for us. I sense so strongly there's healing in the room. Not because of us, but because of him because of the finished work on the cross because it is finished I declare healing right now over your body healing over your mind healing over emotional scars Jesus we thank you we're grateful for you we love you, Jesus. And as we partake of the bread together, let's remember the sacrifice Jesus did on this Good Friday. Partake of the bread together. one of the names of Jesus is the bread of life I declare that as you eat that bread which is a representation of the bread of life I pray 
for a fresh anointing. I pray for newness in your spirit. I pray for a fresh move of God in your life. I pray for a hunger for Jesus, a hunger for the word, a hunger for the bread. Every hand lifted. I pray for a fresh hunger for the bread of life. May you want Jesus more than ever before. May there be a hunger for the things of God. Bible says he sent his word and healed them. As we lift up the juice, which represents the blood of Jesus, the blood, the blood. The blood that saves, the blood that redeems, the blood that heals, the blood that delivers, the blood that blesses. wasn't for that blood just in your own way for a few moments thank Jesus for his blood that he shed on Calvary's cross thank you Jesus you're worthy Lord you're worthy Lord what can wash away my sins nothing but the blood of Jesus what can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It was the blood. If his blood wasn't shed, we wouldn't be saved. We wouldn't be delivered. We wouldn't be healed. But he finished the job. And he shed his blood. And through his blood, we are saved. We are healed. We are delivered. Healing is a fact through the blood of Jesus. And I declare over each person before we partake of the juice that represents his precious blood, I declare healing from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. I declare deliverance from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. I declare victory all over you and your family. I declare the mighty working of God throughout your life. I declare that God is moving, that God is moving supernaturally, that God is moving, moving, moving. I declare the blood has power. The blood has power. The blood has power. When you drink this, I declare healing. Because of what he did 2,000 years ago. The Holy Spirit just spoke this to me. As we partake of this, someone needs protection from a difficult situation, and God is going to protect you. Right now, let's partake of the juice together. Every hand lifted. I want to bless each person. Passover, 
as we celebrate Good Friday. This is three times a year the Lord says, don't come empty-handed. Such a blessing for that. This is the time of year where we celebrate that death has to jump over us. This is the time of year that death we celebrate that death lost its sting, lost its hold, lost its bondage over our life. That Jesus Christ delivered us and he did it perfect. When he does it, it is finished. He does it perfect. He does it complete. He doesn't skip a beat because he is able. Come on, every hand lifted. I bless you in blessing. I bless you in blessing. I declare that the blood of Jesus will cover you and your family all the days of your life, that you will apply that precious blood. I declare healing tonight. I declare miracles tonight. I declare the supernatural tonight. I declare a fresh hunger tonight. I declare financial provision tonight. I declare that God is on the move tonight. I believe the blood has power in eternity and in the here and now. I believe the blood still has power right now. As the pastors come up, we want to pray for anyone that needs healing. We're going to open up these altars. If you need a miracle, if you need anything, if you need a miracle, just wave at me. If you need a healing, wave at me. Come on, everybody, wave. If you need a healing, you need a miracle, come on, wave, 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 wave. Don't be shy. Don't be scared. I want you to get down here, and we're going to pray for you as the worship team begins to lead us. Don't forget Sunday. Than the one to work.